Do Can I you hear me you? now? Yes. <laughs> oh my word. Uh, this is what you get when you have people who don't know what they're doing with a new app. Yeah, very much so. I, I when you when you first started it, it was fine, and then all of a sudden, I was talking to some random person, and they're like asking me questions. So I'm going, um, uh, who's this? <laughs> well, I don't here's know. the thing: stranger, stranger danger. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to talk to people you don't know. Actually, I guess that's the whole point of the stereo app is to keep these live conversations going. So what they do when I was looking, cause I was trying to see if you could have three people on at a time. Um, so right. that you, we, you and I wouldn't have to share headphones and speak into the same microphone when we have somebody else co-host with us. And I couldn't find anything that said that, but I saw that it would say you can go in and join people and then they'll, they'll kick you off to another conversation if you want. And I'm like, and it could be somebody you don't know or or do know. And I'm like, well, why would I want to get popped around all these different, with my luck, I'd be in the bondage and S&M. Oh my God. So what do you want to chat about? <laughs> what do you want to chat about? I'm like, um, you're not who I'm supposed to be talking with. I don't know. <laughs> well, I was talking about shadow people, but... Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't sure when I, when I saw him pop up, I thought, well, now's a good time to test this out. And so I didn't realize <laughs> that it was going to give you the boot. And then, then we were trying to figure out how do we get her back on again? So I figured it out. I'm very proud of my right. nearly 50 year old brain for figuring out that little tech thing. <laughs> Great. <laughs> but you know, you didn't oh, actually my- get to hear, you didn't get to hear what Mark said. So you have to listen to the playback later. Anything. Yeah. Definitely. He he made some really good points. He was talking about some stuff that he's experienced. And one of the things that I've heard a lot about shadow people is there's something that people see out of the corner of their eyes a lot of the time. And I'm wondering if that's why they kind of show up as shadow people sometimes is because you can't make out a full visual out of the corner of your eye. Yeah, possibly, possibly. Um, I, I definitely had like a frontal like face-to-face experience that's the only shadow person I ever had any experience with really uh before we get into talking about your experiences (laughs) and my experiences with them what are you drinking I'm still nursing my golden monkey that I opened about two hours ago (laughs) (laughs) you're getting the full flavor on that one I sure am I picked up a new brew this afternoon, and it's out of a brewery that we both know very well, Cigar City Brewing, which is out of, they say Tampa, Florida, but we both know that it's actually Ybor City. That was the actual Cigar City. And you and, I have, you and I have had the pleasure of doing a ghost tour there. We have with a, a couple of our listeners, too. Yeah, and we actually got to go inside of the Cuban Club and do a little bit of investigating, and we did an episode on it. I don't recall what that number is, but anyway, the name of this beer is called Fancy Papers, and it's a hazy India pale ale. And it's so pretty. I love the can. (laughs) It is really pretty. It looks like fancy paper, just like it says. And it has uh, Strata and Idaho 7 hops. Nice. It has notes of mango and tangerine, which I absolutely love. 
Well, and mine, I'm sure that everybody is familiar with Golden Monkey, Victory, Golden Monkey, Belgian style, triple ale um, with added spice. And I'm like not a banana fan. So it doesn't, for me personally, it doesn't have a really strong banana scent or flavor to it. But it has cloves and and other um, orange and spice flavors to it. So I, I really enjoy it. I know you do. I'm, I'm not as crazy about that one. <laughs> I know you're not. We have our personal favorites. For those of you who are listening in, you can join in on the conversation whenever you want. There's that little microphone below our avatars there. You just hold that down and talk into it, and it will record whatever you want to tell us. And once you release it, it will send it through to us. We want to know, have you seen a shadow person? And even if you haven't, what do you think a shadow person is? Kelly? What would you say if somebody was to corner you and say, what is a shadow person? What would your answer be? Well, really quickly, before I get to that, I do see on my screen. Now, granted, we started everything off way differently than before. (laughs) But on the bottom of my page, I have a telephone icon with a little number one lit up in orange. So I don't know if that is a message. It doesn't look the same as it did before. So. No, I'm thinking that that's someone who wants to join live, which will give one of us the boot again. <laughs> so don't ah, hit okay. it. It might, it might be that random guy that I got booted off to talking to before. Well, I know oh, at the no. same time that I know at the same time that Mark was dialing in, somebody else was too. So ah, that might be the person okay. who was dialing in. Also, more is to be revealed in regards to how to use this app. <laughs> exactly we're learning as we go (laughs) we're learning yeah we're learning through trial by error anyway so personally I only had heard about shadow people um or shadow entities whatever you have your personal preference and in terms of the the name um I always figured it would be like a a dark figure that just kind of swiped by my peripheral vision basically um for my personal experience i mean i well i should say that there there were a couple of different instances prior to but really for me to say you know what i experienced it 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 was like a, a paper cutout almost but not completely just 1d one dimensional um it was we'll somebody describe, walking. we'll describe the whole thing for people like we were in a room that there was absolutely no light we were down in a wine cellar it was pitch black you could not see your hand in front of your face and a lot of shadow figures are described as being blacker than black so it's very interesting that in this environment you were able to make out a shadow figure yeah, and so you're much better at that than I am. But yes, we were we were down essentially in a wine cellar and there was no ambient light, no lights from any devices. It was completely pitch black, um, could not see anything. And I all of a sudden saw this figure basically walking past me from left to right. Um, I was following them with my 
eyes with my face, you know, turning my head, watching them go by. They turned around, came back, kind of bent down because I was sitting in a chair and looked at me and I could see it was it was really bizarre because there was no like glow around the figure. It was just so much darker than what I was already visually seeing. And I could see like the outline from where the eyes and mouth and so forth was supposed to be. So it was lighter where the facial features were supposed to be, but the whole entire body was just blacker than black. So for you, you felt like that was a human spirit. It did. Yes, absolutely. And I did not feel any malevolence, nothing. I, it, it just, it was really incredible. And I was actually <laughs> speaking to him and it, it did appear as a male form. And then it's like, he came down and like kind of looked face to face with me and then like stood up and, and continued on to the right. Awesome. Well, we have a couple messages. Let's go with the first one here. Hey, you two. Um, I've, I've seen a shadow. I've seen shadow people a few times, actually, like long story short, my like house growing up has like a female spirit in it and she kind of takes multiple forms. But one time I actually saw her about two years ago when I went to visit uh, to my parents' house and I haven't been there in like a year or so. And this is the only place really I've ever had any sort of ghostly sightings or any sort of experiences is that house. And I was home alone and I was doing the dishes and there's a window right in front of the um, the sink. And if you look back, it has it shows a, like the hallway and a lot of other things within the house. And I look and all of a sudden there's an apparition of a shadow person, of a female figure, but obviously she's completely blacked out. You can't make out any features. And she's just standing at the end of the hallway, kind of what I assume looking in my direction. And it was interesting. That's really cool because typically, you know, from from what I've read and heard from other people, it's typically a, a male type of figure. People usually either mm-hmm. assume it's male or they get that male feeling or vibe from it. Um, I, I would be curious as to how he was able to determine it was a female. If it was just that was the the spirit that he was accustomed to because he said that she would appear or come to him in, in multiple forms. Um, how he knew that that was a female or that that was her you're on the same wavelength as me because i was going to ask the same thing <laughs> what a, what about the shadow figure made you think that this was female was it an energy that she was giving off did she appear to have uh, more of a womanly form to her but yeah. how interesting this is why i think sometimes when we're seeing a shadow person it is an entity that just isn't able to manifest completely or what you didn't hear mark had said that sometimes he thinks that they want to hide so they won't manifest completely and that's why they only appear like a shadow yeah it could be get our next message here and it's so weird that like most like encounters of shadow people that i've heard of is like you always see them in the dark and that's like what happened with mine and like the hallway that this apparition was standing in was pretty dark but the darkness of the shadow, it's 
of the person itself was just so intense. That's why you, I could make out the features and I knew it was a female figure just because of obviously just the way the female body is compared to a male's body. It's just, I, it was unmistakably a young woman. And every single thing that I've seen over the years, like ghost-wise, has been either a little girl or woman. So it's interesting. Anyways, I love this show and I'm so happy to see you guys on here. I've been following the podcast for many years and it's funny, I was actually searching through the um, ghost hashtag here on stereo because I do all my shows on ghost stuff too and I found you guys and I was like yes this is awesome so keep it up well I want to thank you for following us too because I think it was yesterday you were hosting a stereo and I popped in there for a little bit because I was like oh he's our people (laughs) (laughs) yes thank you You so much I find it interesting that he says he's had a lot of these, like a, a little girl apparition or like you've got this female spirit that he's had appear to him in multiple forms. seems like he draws a lot of female energy towards him. And um, so that's really cool to hear that. I like that he makes the point that a lot of the times when you see these shadow figures, it is when you are in the dark. I remember I had a paranormal investigator friend. Some people may recognize her name. She's been on a ton of the different paranormal TV shows that you see on TV as a, uh, I don't know, I guess you could call her a paranormal expert. I don't know that there's really any experts in it, but her name is Linda Zimmerman. And she shared a photo with me several years ago that she took when she was doing an investigation in a private residence. And I've never seen a picture like it, but there was clearly a big dark something that was standing in front of a window in a room at the front of the house and the curtains were drawn, but you could totally see this shape outline of what would be a human being standing there as if it was just a silhouette. It was one of the creepiest things I've ever seen. And when you think that there's no lights on in this house, it was night. And yet you could still make out the shadow figure on a camera in a picture that she had taken. It was, it was really weird. Right. That is really weird. And, you know, I, I guess maybe the time will come to pass where it's creepy to me, <laughs> which is ironic because my first experience, like one of my first real legit experiences was with that shadow figure. But I guess it was just such an, positive environment I, I it doesn't creep me out so maybe one day but yeah it I don't really know what to expect of any of it when I was I think I told you Diane about um in my previous home I would get and it was more of a residual but I would see like a black mass um go around the corner of the base of the stairs and up the stairs but it was always the same movement so it was just like over and over. And I, I felt like it was probably a residual haunting. Um, and actually it was attached, I believe, to a very, very, very old oil painting that um, my my dad was given. Well, actually, his relatives were given years and years ago. Great, great grandfather or great, great, great grandfather as payment for services rendered, essentially. and. Um, I didn't connect that it was possibly attached to that until that painting was removed from the home. And then all of a sudden it went away. It was never there again. So who knows whether it's residual attached to that or 
um, just a residual for the home. But when that painting left, it, it discontinued and never came back again. Interesting, too, because Mark had said that he, he felt like some of the shadow figures that they've dealt with in their house were attached to things that they were bringing into the house. Like his wife would go shopping or something and bring something back and he would have to tell whatever it was, you're not welcome here. You need to get lost. So it yeah. does seem like there is a possibility that shadow figures can be attached to objects, which also makes me wonder if maybe that's why they can't manifest completely because they're part of that object I know we're going to read a story on our upcoming podcast about one of our listeners who has a rocking chair that clearly has an attachment to it. And you never see anything in it, but you see the rocking chair moving all the time. Right. Yeah. I mean, I, and at the time when I was experiencing that on a regular basis, I never thought to say, because in my head, I would catch it, I would see it. And I was just thinking, well, maybe it's something residual. It wasn't until the painting was out of the house that I thought, well, it's gone now. It it was, you know, a few months later and I was realizing I haven't seen it in quite a while. I didn't think at the time to say, okay, you're not welcome here. You need to leave or, or what have you. Sure. All right. We got another message. Oh, better turn my sink off first. I'm doing dishes. Um, No, um, I could tell she was female, like I said in the previous message, just by like her figure. And I've seen uh, before that I've seen very similar apparitions of a woman's figure and it was kind of the same height as the ones I've always seen and it was just especially it was the energy that gave it away so every single time I go to the house and I like see these things there's always a certain energy that she brings and I I felt that like as soon as I saw this apparition I, I knew it was her but yeah hopefully that clears it up a bit Definitely. yeah I think that Very clears cool. it up and yeah, I like that I, he, he pointed out that it was an energy kind of feeling about it. Because the other thing that we hear a lot about shadow people, and you pointed this out with your experiences, you always hear, oh, they're evil. They're dark. You don't want to mess with them. And so mm-hmm. it's nice to hear him saying it was giving him kind of a feminine energy. And he clearly didn't sound like he was afraid of whatever it was. Yeah, exactly. And um, in regards to energies in general, I think oftentimes, even if we don't necessarily see something where we can identify a figure, you, you can get a feel for who or who or what it is. I mean, typically for myself, I usually feel more male or female. You know, the other thing that I've heard is a theory about what these shadow people can be is sometimes people can astral project themselves. So it's like their spirits leave their bodies and travel through dimensions or whatever and can be in a place. And I've heard some people theorize that maybe a shadow figure is somebody who is astral projected. So you're kind of seeing an essence of their spirit, but because they're still alive, you're not going to get a full on apparition. I mean, yeah, that's definitely possible. Um, Andrew's, Sorry, the dog's shaking. In response <laughs> to... Maybe she saw a shadow figure. The dogs are playing. Um, in, in regards to my my personal, like my big one-on-one experience, I definitely feel like it was the homeowner, um, just mm-hmm. based on several different things. But in general, I, I could definitely, you know, think that that's a possibility when people are being caught, like, out of the corner of their eye, when the shadow people are, you know, you don't really have a definitive 
interaction. Um, I can definitely imagine that that's something that's possible. Um, the thing that bothers me the most, I think, is when people talk about them having glowing red eyes. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've yet to experience yeah. that. And I don't know that I want to experience that. That's a great way to, that's a great thing to point out because I have heard that several times too. Uh, one of my friends named Dan, he does the, um, the Lift podcast. And I remember the story that he told me about the only apparition that he's ever seen. I think he was a kid at the time and he was upstairs sleeping and he got out of bed and came downstairs. I don't know if he needed a drink of water or something, but as he came down the stairs, that's what he saw a shadow figure with these glowing red eyes. And it just, I mean, obviously it unsettled him. He was younger and he's never forgotten it. Yeah. I think if that would have been my first experience, I would have much different feelings (laughs) about shadow people or entities. Well, what I love about your experience is that even though it was dark down there and that you could kind of see it almost like it had a luminescence around it, his facial his facial features had kind of a luminescence to him too. Like you could almost make out where the eyes and the nose and mouth would be. Well, and that's why I referenced it to that Flat Stanley kids book because mm-hmm. it was almost like a when he passed by me, it was a little bit more corporal as in it wasn't like a paper figure walking past me but when he turned around and bent down a little bit and looked at me I could see you know the outline of where his eyes and mouth should be if that makes sense so it yeah for that portion that portion I I called him a flat Stanley because that portion only was a little bit more one-dimensional I guess you would say to like outline the it it wasn't even it sounds so bizarre his eye sockets were not empty they were lighter and so was his mouth than his overall head and the rest of his body so it was like I could see that I was looking right into his eyes essentially but you would you would imagine that his eyes would be even darker, you know, like hallowed or mm-hmm. or something, you know, darker and yeah. deeper and pits or something. But they were actually lighter. All right, we got another message. Wow, I just finally mm-hmm. found this conversation we're in. <sighs> <laughs> and that was Mark again. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being our guinea pig, Mark. <laughs> Hey, Mark. <laughs> you know, we had somebody sorry, who was... thought that. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say sorry that I wasn't able to join in the first portion. And thank you for <laughs> joining in. <laughs> you know, Tammy, one of our listeners, said that she had, she had seen a, a shadow person. And she'd always believed that they were residual in nature. And she wondered if the reason why they become more shadow-like is because they're kind of fading away. So it's like this tape that's played itself over so many times that it kind of gets worn out, just like our, for those of you who are younger, cassette tapes <laughs> when we were oh younger. Or let's, video let's go, cassettes. Let's go, all, let's go all the way back to 8-track, baby. 
<laughs> when you played them a little too much, you know, they would start to get kind of warbled or faded, or sometimes they would even break. The tape would break. And I remember trying to splice it together and taping it with scotch tape. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Well, you know, there's different varieties of shadow people, supposedly. There's these transient shadow people, and they're less interested in what we're doing and seem to have their own agenda. So it's kind of like they're passing through. They kind of look over and go, oh, there's a couple people here, whatever. I'm, you know, busy going to do such and such. And so they'll go from one place to another and just ignore who else is around them. Well, and I'm wondering if perhaps that could be like that situation where you guys were talking about astro projecting or, mm-hmm. um, you know, something along those lines or, you know, <laughs> time jumpers. I mean, I don't know who really knows, honestly. But yeah, there, there's that. There's also like the lurking shadow people, which kind of, I guess, is what we were already talking about. You know, it, it's. You know, they, they're just hanging around and you kind of see them out of the corner of your eye. They're not necessarily um, super defined, but, you know, they have that, that classic human shape, essentially, or, you know, with their, their hat and their coat that, but it, it, it's, you know, when, um, when you have a feeling for male or female, I always kind of wonder, you know, female shape, but what does that look like? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's it's just everybody's individual experience. I think this variety, the lurking shadow person is what I've seen in the past. I'm going to bring on this message real quick, and then I'll talk about the shadow people that I think I may have seen in, in my experiences. I was just having a thought with the shadow people and everything. I wonder if there's no steadfast rule to the way that they look that, um, People see so many different things, like yourself, Kelly, with the lighter colour eyes, or me with the one that looked like a monk. I wonder if um, there's a difference in every single one, depending on the personality of the person, when they were either alive or near the near the structure that they passed in. I think that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm telling you, if I see a shadow monk that's kind of creepy <laughs> i still don't know that i'd be creeped out it would i'd have to have like a really <laughs> negative experience i think to be affected that way i mean i prior to seeing one i always thought oh my gosh that's so scary i don't want to ever see one and then i was like face to face and <laughs> i just was amazed <laughs> i was just amazed <laughs> That's true. The place that I have seen shadow people, most people who have seen these same shadow people, and there's a lot of them out there, are going to feel completely different than how you feel. Uh, And this is at Waverly Hills Sanatorium. There are different levels to the sanatorium. There's different experiences on each of these levels. And it is the fourth level that is known as the shadow people level. And part of it is because they kind of enhance that to be that way when you're at the location, because there's no lighting on this floor at all. You stand in the center area, there's like the central place, and then it has these two halls that branch off of it. 
And at the end, I think they're, I don't know if they have some kind of lights down there or if it's just, it's hard for me to know because of course the night that I was there, it was a full moon, which just made it amazing. (laughs) And I got some great (laughs) pictures of the gargoyles up on the top of the building with the moonlight behind them. So I don't know if this was like moonlight that was coming through, but there was a little bit of ambient light at each of the ends of the hallways. And one of our friends, uh, Matthew, volunteered to walk down to the end of the one hallway. And our tour guide said, you know, stick your arms out to your sides and just walk down the hallway. So you'd walk him going down there. And eventually he himself became a shadow because you couldn't really make him out. And you could just kind of see it in the ambient light. And as you kept peering down that hallway, to me, it looked like there were these shadows that would kind of poke out of doorways. Like all of a sudden you would see this this black form that would kind of poke out and then kind of go back and it would move enough that you'd be like, I think there's something there. It's not just dark. It's like the darkness moved, but it was really hard for me to think to myself, yeah, I'm definitely seeing a shadow person because since it's dark, everybody who's listening here, I'm sure you've woken up in the middle of the night, your room is dark and your eyes kind of play tricks on you because they're trying to focus on something. And that's kind of how I felt on that floor is like, are, are my eyes trying to focus? And so I'm, I think I'm seeing something because you know how, when you wake up in the middle of the night, Kelly, and it's, I don't know how to describe it, but it's almost like the static that you see on TV. You'll kind of see that in the air around you and and you're trying to make (laughs) out objects. I don't know. Has that ever happened to you? No, maybe you had a a beer. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was so cold sober that night. Um, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but it just felt like my eyes were trying to make sense of what they were seeing. And so part of me was like, Am I really seeing a shadow figure? But what kind of convinced me that I was is that I was hanging out with a guy that they were calling the caboose. And so he worked for Waverly Hills. He wasn't our actual tour guide, but he was bringing up the rear just to make sure we didn't lose anybody or you know, yeah. nobody would wander off and do their own thing. And so I was standing next to him and he kept he would say like, oh, I just see something out of this door right here poke out and it's like towards the bottom. And I was like, huh, yeah, I saw something that looked like that too. And then he'd be like, in this door over here, it kind of looks like there's something poking out towards the top of the doorway. And I'd be like, yeah, I I saw that too. So that's what kind of made me start going, okay, maybe it's not my eyes playing tricks on me and I am seeing shadow figures. And I have to say, I wasn't scared, but it, it was kind of weird and creepy to me because I didn't know what I was seeing and why there were so many of them. Right. And uh, and I remember you discussing it before, and it was a, a situation where multiple people were reacting and experiencing and seeing and later on hearing, um, but not with the shadow people, but mm-hmm. having the same exact experience. And when you have a group of people that are all, you know, having the same thing, it, it wasn't a matter of like one person feeding thoughts into everyone else um so i wasn't meaning to make fun of you or or tease or whatever about getting up in the middle of the night but i i've had that like with rubbing my eyes or something like that um i've also had lights play with my eyes in different situations but i i know what you're saying in terms of because 
as a skeptic or open-minded skeptic, we are always looking for other explanations, essentially. Um, any Anything, it doesn't necessarily have to be like, oh, scientific hard fact, but just what what else you know there there's probably other things going on here you know let let's take a step back and really take a a different look at everything yeah i mean you and i describe ourselves as open minded skeptics so my initial thinking whenever anything happens that i can't explain or that would be considered weird I immediately ex- try to explain it away i mean what could be causing that to happen so of course when i'm sitting on this fourth floor and I'm seeing these things, my initial thought is, oh, I'm just seeing something. And Matthew would walk down there and these things are poking out around him, which also kind of gave us a kind of, um, you know, something to focus your visual on. Sure. And so that's the other thing that made me think, okay, I'm seeing him normal. I mean, it wasn't like he was looking kind of weird to me. And so I'm like, it's weird that I'm seeing him perfectly fine, but then I'm seeing these other shadow figures that seem like they're just kind of coming out of nowhere. So why would all of a sudden my eyes be trying to, you know, all of a sudden play tricks on me with something coming out of a doorway, but I'm seeing Matthew perfectly fine as he's going down there. Now, of course, as he's walking down and then he comes back later on when the tour guide tells him to return, he didn't see anything. He didn't feel anything. So that also makes you go, well, if something was poking out of the door, would he have seen it? Would he have noticed it? Would it have been maybe sometimes people say a ghost is like a cold spot. Would he have felt something that was colder? Was he too close to it? But it almost felt like when you were watching them that they were poking their heads out and looking at him. Like, what is that coming down the hallway? Right. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Who knows, ultimately, but I, I do like it when there's multiple people having the, the same experience. And I do know, you know, you had that audio experience with everyone in the group. So, you know, in, in regards to shadow people and the experience there at Waverly, obviously, I wasn't there myself, but I would lend a little bit more credence or I I guess ultimately I'd want to go see it for myself. And I have to say a lot of people who are on that floor and I have a feeling you wouldn't feel this way because you have yet to feel weird or bad in any place. A lot (laughs) of people who were with us and we, we were broken into different groups because we were doing a live show in Louisville. So we had a lot of people who wanted to go to Waverly with us. So we'd broken up into two groups. And I know in another group, well, we were in two different groups at that time. And then we had another group that went later on in the evening. And I know when I talked to people who were in those other groups, when they were on that fourth floor, there were quite a few people that said that they didn't feel very good on that floor. There were some people who needed to get off the floor because they were starting to feel nauseous or after they got off that floor, they felt nauseous. Uh, You know, I knew a couple other people that were scared. We know somebody who, you know, wouldn't even open her eyes. She didn't even want, she felt so bad on that floor. She wouldn't even open her eyes or look up. She just buried her head into her partner's shoulder and was just saying the Lord's prayer the whole time. Right, right. And, you know, it's not like I've never felt bad or oppressed. I've definitely, you know, as you know, I've had the heaviness on myself, on my chest. I felt nauseous Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But 
Um, I've never felt fearful, I guess that that's the difference. I've, I've not felt great. I've not felt comfortable in certain locations, but I've never felt fearful. Well, and that's why I'm so mad at COVID because if we hadn't had COVID last year, we were going to be investigating at Waverly Hills. <laughs> so you would have gotten to go there. And, and, and is it the so, thing I, go ahead. I, I have to interject because as soon as you said, as soon as you were talking about Matthew walking down the hallway, I'm like, is it so wrong that I totally picture in my mind him skipping down the hallway? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know why, but <laughs> I just, he is such a funny guy and just like I haven't even met him in person but um he can be serious but I also feel like I could just picture him you know from from what I I've met uh-huh. of him I could just, I just have this overall feeling of him like skipping down the hall and like holding his arms out like you know greeting <laughs> whatever's there I have to tell you, he did not skip down that hallway, but he was such a good sport. He was our volunteer for everything because they had a refrigeration system, too, where they because I mean, they had food and everything there. But they also said that there were children's spirits that would hang out in there. And they said, do we have any volunteers to get shut up in this refrigerator? And there's Matthew with his hand up. (laughs) So he was our (laughs) guinea pig all night. I, I'm not surprised. I, I could just see him just being like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. All right. We got a couple messages here. Hey, history goes bump. Why you got pretty eyes? Got me acting brazy. <laughs> well, goodness <Okay>. gracious. <laughs> I'm glad I, I added the eyelashes. all right we got another one hi kelly um i totally love what you said about not feeling fearful in those situations because i actually feel the exact same way um i've had a couple encounters with ghosts or spirits or something very mild um just mostly just like things being in or doors opening when they're not supposed to be opening and then feeling a presence and um just like random just like mirages and whatnot but also i i also have never never felt afraid of it i think in theory the idea is scarier than it is it is scarier than the thing actually happening um but yes i'm i'm loving loving the the show so far you guys thank you and and yeah that's exactly it you know the what in in terms of some investigations that we've done the buildup of anticipation and oh my goodness, what everybody says about this location and things of that nature can get you a little bit on edge, but any experience I've had now, when I got touched at the squirrel cage jail (laughs) by a supposed murderer, um, that disconcerted me a little bit initially, but when I look back on it now, it doesn't, it bothers me much less. And I, I'm anxious to go back there and investigate more. Oh, I know we both are that place. We had so many different interactions. Yes. And I was surprised, you know, when you think about places that you would be more likely to see shadow figures, a jail is a place that, I mean, I'd be like, no doubt about it. I think, I can't remember. I think there was an episode of Ghost Hunters 
And I'm trying to think of what jail they were at. I can't off the top of my head, but I, I can envision the picture that they showed. And they were down on one of the lower levels. And at the end of this hallway, and it was stepping out of a doorway, kind of like how I saw the shadow figures at Waverly Hills. You could yeah, see this figure of what looked like a man. Yeah, kind of stepping out of this doorway. And it was clearly a shadow figure. Because you right. couldn't make out any anything else about it. It was just black. It's just incredible how <laughs> you always hear the blacker than black, but until you see it in person it, it's kind of hard to wrap your head around it and then when you mm -hmm. see it it's like that's that's the best description really <laughs> <laughs> absolutely i actually have a question for you guys so i just recently got my covid vaccine so i am actually going to be down going down to yuma arizona um next month and visiting the yuma territorial prison and i was just wondering if I've, either of you guys have ever visited there and if so um what tips do you have what should i be on the lookout for what should i avoid um what's just the best way to have um the best experience and if not um what are some things you've heard about um uh, the Yuma Territorial Prison because I have just done just done some some just a little bit of research but I, I've always been um, fascinated by um, just ghosts of all sorts and spirits and just all these um, really old uh, historical places that are just kind of popping with with um, paranormal stuff so yeah just wondering if you have been and if you have any tips for me I'll well, let Kelly, you start um, I haven't been I have there. Say, I haven't been there, but I <laughs> sorry. I haven't been there, but I have recommendations for you know the encounter, the experience going in there. But you start if you have history on that. We have not done the Yuma Territorial Prison, so uh, I'm adding it to our list. <laughs> and if you have some experiences there, we'd love to hear about it. Uh, I'm very jealous that you're going to be there. For me, the number one thing that I would say is after you get done there. The one thing Kelly and I are always religious about is when we get in the vehicle, we always say, and we say it out loud, if there is anything that joined us during this investigation, I don't know if you're doing an investigation or a, just a tour, but irregardless, if anything joined us inside you are not welcome to come home with us. You have to stay here. And so we've always been really good about that. Yep, absolutely. And then going in, if you are investigating and you have the ability to um, do that, just be really respectful. Um, one thing, we get so many great responses, but we're not ones to go in and say, did you die? How'd you die? Do you know you're dead? You know, that, that type of mm -hmm. thing. We're, we're just very um, conversational and just trying to learn more about their story. Yeah, the thing that's hard about prisons is that yeah. you're going into a situation where you might be talking to some guards, but generally speaking, you're going to be interacting with prisoners. And obviously, there are some who were in there, especially back in the day, that were not guilty um, so they're not going to be as bad, but you will have some, like Kelly's had some interactions when we've been in prisons that have not been fun, quote unquote fun. 
so the main thing is just to make sure that you're, you know, you're respectful when you go in, but also uh, if you were listening earlier, Mark was talking about the things that he does with shadow people and stuff. Just be very firm about what your boundaries are. So it's like, I'm willing to communicate with you and be respectful to you if you're going to be respectful to me. And like Kelly yes. said, we try not to bring up the dead thing because number one, we don't know. Do do they know they're dead? So if you're like telling them that they're dead or asking them about being dead, they either might be confused, like what are you talking about? Or it might be upsetting to them. So we just generally treat them like they're a person that's there just talking to us day to day. Yeah, exactly. And being firm is important also, but you don't have to be aggressive in that. You just, you're just firm. And that, I think that definitely helps. And I don't know, like I said, I don't know if you're doing a tour or an investigation, but either way, if you have a way to take a little miniature recorder in with you, I always have a recorder on me, no matter what, whether I'm on a, a ghost tour or we're doing an investigation, I believe the recorder is the best piece of equipment you can have. Definitely. All right. We got some more messages here. A tip, Diane, my offer is to wear shorts. <laughs> and also, Arena and I would love to join you guys if you do go back to the squirrel cage jail. <laughs> yes. So that was <laughs> Jessica and Arena. And when we went to Squirrel Cage, um, well, they had been there when it was wintertime and it was really, really cold. When we did our inaugural investigation with our, our History Goes Bump investigative group, it was very, very warm. <laughs> yes, it was I, hotter I than waiting for that jail. <laughs> I think, Diane, you actually said during the podcast that covered it, I should have worn my shorts. <laughs> Yeah, because what happened is we went to dinner and I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt. And then I was like, <laughs> I need to go back to the hotel room and and change into jeans because I just know I'm going to get cold. Because anybody who knows me from our podcast, just always goes cold. Cold. I'm always <laughs> cold and I hate being cold. Well, I did not have that problem that evening. <laughs> it was a little toasty. All right, some more messages. Hey, so... um. I'm a British guy, right? You know, living in England and that. And I'll admit, I've had my share of encounters with the paranormal. I've seen things out of the corner of my eye that shouldn't be there. I've heard noises in the night. I've heard running down the halls. And I'll admit, I've even been pushed down by something at one stage. I never know what. Woo. Could this be a shadow person, maybe? Or maybe like a poltergeist of some kind? If so, I could really, really use the assistance. Uh, hearing something running down the hall and then getting pushed. Yeah, that's not a lot of fun. It could be a shadow figure because, uh, you know, it's something that hasn't manifested. You're not able to see it. Um, and the, 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 the way that I deal with those kinds of things or how I would deal with that, again, is just you have authority. Here's the thing. We're corporal. We have bodies. Yeah. They don't. And so it's like the rules are on our side because we have bodies. We belong here. This is our domain. They're in another domain. And so that's the main thing. I think that's why Kelly and I, when we go into places, we're not really afraid because we, we feel like, 
um, even though we can't see you, we have the upper hand because we're human, we're real right now. And so it's just being firm. You know, if something was to push you, you just tell them, don't push me anymore. And it, and if they're in an immediate area where you're at, at on a regular basis, so say that was happening in your hallway or where where wherever it is, if it's something that is constantly bothering you, you can tell it that, you know, you either need to leave me alone, not interrupt my day, not touch me, not do anything. I don't want to see any signs of you. If we can coexist peacefully, great. Otherwise, you need to go. And you can repeat that as many times as you need. But typically, that's something that works. And something that we have found that has actually worked for us when we went to the old Charleston jail inadvertently is if you can get a hold <laughs> yes. of some, some black tourmaline, it is a, uh, a stone. If you go to a rock shop, I'm sure you guys have them over there in Europe too. We have rock shops here in America and you get some black tourmaline. That's always something good to have either on your person or to keep in your house. I have some here in the studio. Uh, we'll take it with us when we go on a ghost hunt and at least keep it in the car people who know our story about uh, the old Charleston jail know that we actually had it in our bag, <laughs> but it does seem to have a protective quality to it. it. It Black tourmaline is good at repelling negative energy. So if there's something that means you some harm, it will give you a, a bit of per, per, uh, protection. Well, we've got all kinds of messages here, Kelly. Here we go. Probably <laughs> one of the biggest things I reckon is um, being respectful and realizing there was a movie, there was a movie that was brought out called, um, no, I can't remember the name of it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right, Mark. And I'm sure he's going to pop back in and tell us, but I, sure. I definitely, my, my biggest thing is always that respect. But then again, you know, like we were saying, being firm. Yes. Respectful, but firm. Yep. Sorry, I'm late to the party. I was video chatting with my baby niece. <laughs> Julia, so you're sweet. welcome anytime. <laughs> so sweet. Okay. Um, there was a movie called Remember. The Others <laughs> that was brought out by M. Night Shyamalan, whatever his name is. I think <laughs> what, what he brought out in that movie was quite, quite good for this situation. If you're going to a place, just think that that person or the spirits or residual spirits may not know that they're dead. They may not know that anything's going on and they may think that yeah. you're the intruders. So the more respectful you are, the better the result that you're going to get, I think. Absolutely. I love that movie. How about you, Kelly? I do too. And I, I mean, absolutely all day long. And, and that's the thing. That's why we don't bring that up. I mean, we were, we went to Villisca Axe Murder House, and we were having interactions, and that was the one thing that we started discussing, and this was like when we were new on doing actual investigations, and it, we had the conversation prior to, we're not going to be asking things like, you know, what was it like, or do you know you're dead, or how were you murdered, and, and this, that, and the other, because 
it's like having a conversation with a person, a corporal person, you know, face to face. Would you want to ask them, you know, if they were suffering from a terrible disease, would you be asking them, you know, how do you feel now that you're diagnosed with this and you're going to die? I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's just that matter. Well, I mean, truly, it, it's just that matter of respect and empathy and just, you know, treating them with the humanity that you would want to be treated with. Well, I know on our next show, we're going to talk about what is a ghost. So I don't want to get so much into that now. Okay. But, you know, one thing that we don't, no, 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 no. I'm just saying one thing we don't understand about ghosts is like, why are they where they are? If that's what they are. Cause of, of course, and we'll talk about this on the next show. We're not quite sure what a ghost is, but let's say that they are a human spirit and murder victim or somebody who's committed suicide, let's say. And it's, it's almost like they're trapped in a location. I mean, how would you feel to be trapped in a location for eternity or for years and years and years? And so I, I don't know. It's like, it's like hitting a, a beehive with a stick. You just don't want to do it because I wouldn't want to be reminded of the fact that I'm trapped in some kind of a location because of a horrible experience. Exactly. Oh, you're a cold baby like me, Diane. I hear you. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I live in Florida. We, we occasionally get down into the twenties. It happens very rarely during the winter. We do get down into the thirties. But I, I lived for 30 years in Colorado where we would get below zero. And, you know, that's when you walk outside. I don't know if you know this kind of experience, Kelly, since you grew up in California. But you, like, walk outside <laughs> when it's below zero and your nose hairs freeze. Well, <laughs> I, like, was, I, was, no. I was just going to say snotsicles. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm so yeah, sorry. No. I feel like we misled you with that. That was a rainy night. And no, you did not. <laughs> you know, you were just trying to take care of us. And you know that Diane has this um, this feeling about being cold where she, you know, if it's under what, I don't know, 70 degrees, <laughs> she's oh, got to throw on, on I'm not that shirt. bad. Um, I'm not that um, bad. Um, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if it's now, all right. I'll wear right the sweatshirt if it's below sixty. Uh, no, you'll put on a sweatshirt if it's sixty nine. But um, <laughs> but no, Arena, you didn't mislead us. It's just you know you were looking out for us. But you know what I love about Arena and Jessica is they weren't real sure about you know staying and doing investigations and stuff, but they were watching when we because we were doing lives on Facebook. Yes, and they and they did end up jumping right in for Malvern Manor, and yes, that was fantastic. You know, Raina was a little bit more hesitant, and I can't blame her. You know, I was hesitant the first few times mm-hmm. I was doing stuff too. So, I have a question: Has every single experience either of you had with shadow people or shadow like entities, spirits, whatever you may call them, have they always um, been positive? Like, not, they don't really feel evil, or have you ever had ones that just felt? Um, very negative and you get that sort of negative feeling also um, 
I don't know why earlier I said the only place I've had um, ghostly kind of encounters is my childhood home. That's mainly the place. But one time where I work, okay, is a like an outpatient mental health and addictions facility. So there's a lot of, unfortunately, people who have passed through that are no longer with us anymore. And there can be some kind of dark energy there. I'm going to continue this in another message. Crap, I apologize. Um, I'll do that in the next one, actually. <laughs> I love the crap, I apologize. Let's that see sounds like this. Well, let me have you get the the, the beginning part there. The shadow people. Uh, I think you would probably say that yours has been positive. My so I've just had the main response in terms of the main shadow person that was positive, but I have had experiences where um, I get. I it feels like something's pushing you back on your chest, like you're not supposed to be there. But uh-huh. I also, I also don't feel threatened. I usually just, you know, I'm like the energizer bunny. I'm just going to keep going. Um, I just go through and maybe, maybe that's not a good thing. Maybe I'll have something more intense in the future. Um, but I always, when I'm, when I'm still powering through and going past, I'm doing so with respect. And I think when I reach out with my energy and when I say things, I think that maybe that helps. I don't know. Maybe it's just in my head, but I've definitely had like in, in different circumstances. And for that one location um, for Charleston jail, going up that one staircase, I just kept feeling an increasing um, pressure every time we went through that area. And then the last time we went through, I did feel very nauseous and then once i got past there i was fine um but overall i didn't again i didn't feel scared i i was just saying in my head you know i understand maybe you don't want me here we're just coming here in peace we are just exploring we're we're trying to see what is going on in this environment um it it just it for me it all boils down to respect yeah, and for me, all I've had are the the experiences when I was at uh, Waverly Hills, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and those to me, I wouldn't say they were positive or negative, so I don't really know. Let's see if we got some more continuation on his message here. Okay, I can understand where you're coming from with the aspects of your argument, but like this is something that I ain't never seen this shit before. Like I've just been chilling in my house the next thing i know the lights will go what the (laughs) i mean i can understand it it being very unsettling especially if you're in your own home but again just i would be taking the upper hand with it because it's your house yeah definitely taking taking the authoritative stance essentially sorry my low battery setting on my phone um, if you have a low battery setting, it automatically sends your message if you're recording. Anyways, I was going to the corner and I look and there's a dark, fairly tall, kind of androgynous, I can tell if it was male or female, kind of dark figure. And it was it was like the typical shadow person. It was just kind of standing and it was quite tall, probably it was over six feet tall. Couldn't it was facing like towards away from me and looking at the laundry and I was just kind of standing there and it was kind of like looming over and it just had this like so just like sad energy to it like it just felt like it was lost it was unsure it was scared 
And let me tell you, I did not expect to see in that. So I quickly ran, took a right and went into the bathroom. And I asked my coworkers, I'm like, like, is there anyone that's really tall that's wearing like all black? But at the same time, I'm like, well, it can't be a person. Like, it, like it was confusing. I like how his brain works because he's like us. He's an open-minded skeptic. So he immediately is like, okay, is there somebody working tonight that's dressed that way? Right. And he, he clearly has like that sensitivity, that empath. If he's saying, you know, he, he didn't feel threatened, which most people would be well, like, oh my God, there's, you know, this huge shadow figure and I'm scared and I don't know what this is. But he got the overwhelming sense of it was sad. Yep. You know, that makes and, me and, and, empathic. Yes. So I have a really fun story that I tell a lot of people, and this may take a few recordings, so I'll try and go as fast as I can. When I was a little kid, there was this uh, there was this ghost in our house that haunted it, and we just, my whole family just named it Ralph. But all of us were very aware of it because weird things would happen around the house all the time. And we would just be like, stop it, Ralph, you know. And, and Ralph only played pranks, like little little innocent pranks it never got increasingly crazy or anything like that um Uh a good example is uh one uh, we lived in a small town and my dad would go up to the city once a month uh to go to costco uh to get a bunch of of stuff to last us the month and um he did this and he brought in a large uh package of toilet paper and set it in our laundry room on the counter So my dad goes back into the laundry room after having gone back out to the truck to get more things. When he returns to the laundry room, the the only thing that's sitting on the counter is the wrapper um, that was the remnants of what used to be a package of of toilet paper rolls. And we, you know, for, for weeks, we found toilet paper rolls in the weirdest places, namely the chicken coop um uh, inside the chicken coop uh inside the freezer (laughs) underneath the soil in the garden um and uh i know that ralph was real because there there, i have this memory of a time that i saw him and he winked at me he was this guy uh that wore that wore a, a black suit and he had a vest and a gold watch and he had a a cane um and a hat and he had like this reddish hair and he just winked at me and then vanished uh more to come gets better (laughs) unless they're real jerks then that might be a different story to them however they treat you maybe i don't know yeah you definitely you know like we said we're we've only had good experiences so far so time passes by and um all of us kids move out and we, uh, and Ralph just jumps from one household to another between all of us kids. Uh, we know this because every week we have a Zoom meeting just to catch up with each other. Um, we're, a, we're a decently sized family and we like to keep in touch and keep updated. And we, one of us always has some kind of example to share of how Ralph did something in their home that week. Um, and my wife believes in Ralph just as much as my family because uh, uh, she's experienced things t- as well. Um, 
Uh, but anyway, here comes here comes the greatest part. So I have DID, which is Dissociative Identity Disorder, otherwise known as Multiple Personality Disorder. So I have these people in my head that can take over my body from time to time. I have no control over it. And um, during the time that they're in control, I have no recollection of anything that they did. Yeah, you couldn't survive in Minnesota. Sorry. Nope. Nope. Well, although right now it's like, maybe 40 but that cold snap we had last week or week before that negative double digits yeah i wanted to come visit you (laughs) yeah negative double digits i'm not doing but um one thing that i do have is a journal um and all of all of my alters or my personalities, as people would refer to them, uh, will write in this journal of what they did and how their day went, uh, went while they're in control. And uh, one of my alters, whose name is Wyatt, um, talked about uh, uh, how, or, or basically shared an experience. So, uh, uh, <laughs> Ralph came and visited my family uh, while I was, you know, still in control of my body and I just kind of giggled and blah 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 we dealt with Ralph and that was that later on that night apparently Wyatt switched with me and he said that he tried to go to bed and uh, suddenly this figure appeared at the end of the couch that he was sleeping on he described the figure in the journal as a man uh, a man shaped figure Uh, that was tall and shrouded in shadow and that the only distinguishing factor was that he held a cane and that he had a hat. Now, I don't know how familiar you are with shadow people, but the hat man is is a shadow person that shows up regularly um, within shadow people stories. And he said that the shadow person walked up to him and grabbed him by the throat and whispered, bring him back, and then threw him back against the couch and vanished. Um, After reading that journal entry, I got chills, uh, did my research on shadow people, but I am convinced that the hat man is also Ralph. Wow. So a little bit late, so I don't know if this question has already been asked. But would you categorize the hat man as a shadow person? Oh, my God. Talk about synchronicity, Kelly. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I thought maybe Article had some more to say. And all of a sudden, I go on to uh, John. And John's talking about the hat (laughs) hat man. Holy crap. Here's the thing. Um, throughout all of articles, descriptions, I mean, I, you know, me just happy go lucky, cool experience. I've got a big smile on my face. I'm like, that is so neat. You know, no negativity, no nothing, just, you know, playing pranks and hanging around the house and everybody recognizes that Ralph is who he, who he is. But then with Wyatt, the grabbing around the neck and throwing him back and saying, bring him back. I mean, that just gave me chills too. Um, yeah, that I didn't like that part. <laughs> and yeah, it definitely does sound like the hat man. 
So a couple of thoughts here to go back on what he's saying. First of all, I thought, wouldn't it be cool if one of his altars took over while he was sharing his story? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> um, well, wow. Probably that, a different viewpoint, be, I would imagine. Yeah. What an interesting life that, you know, you're, you're having to keep these things in a journal so that you can document everything that's happening. First of all, what we have here with Ralph the ghost is at first he sounds like he's just a fun little poltergeist. I mean, stealing toilet, toilet paper. And what I was interested in knowing is when you're finding these toilet paper rolls, is it like, is the toilet paper off? And so now it's just the cardboard part of it that's buried somewhere. Or is it actually burying as we found during COVID uh, these priceless yeah, rolls of toilet paper being buried in dirt or stuck in chicken coops or in the freezer but yeah that, that it, would it put a whole different that would put a whole different twist on ralph exactly. <laughs> if, if it was happening just during that time frame i probably would have been a little ticked <laughs> what's interesting about a lot of people who have these experiences especially when it's in their own home is it seems like they start off as these poltergeist experiences and then they get more uh, detailed. And sometimes it does seem like they go towards more of a negative thing. So at first it's like, oh, it's just playing with us. And then it's like, it's getting pissed because you're not leaving or doing whatever it wants you to do. And it almost yeah, sounds like that's kind of what article was experiencing is it, it started off as just a little poltergeist. And then it started to get more physical. And when he described this figure as shrouded in shadow with a cane and then with a hat, I'm like, well, that kind of sounds like Ralph the ghost, but it also sounds like the hat man. The hat man. And mm -hmm. as John was asking about that too, definitely one of the classifications of shadow figures is the hat man, because I've never heard anybody describe the hat man with any kind of uh, definitive detail. So it's almost like he always just shows up as a shadow. But the reason you can tell it's the hat man is because he's wearing this hat that basically looks like a fedora. Right. Hey, um, just that coochie man. If you want to hit me up on Facebook, mate, I'll give you some tips to try and help you through. Um, I don't know if you want me to say them on here or not, but I can definitely give you some tips to uh, make you feel a lot more settled and, and probably take away some of that aggression that's happening towards you well i don't know if mark would be comfortable with me saying his full name so that they know who he is but um as you saw what his username is there panda i didn't see the last i think it's some numbers maybe you'd be able to contact him so i wanted to share with you guys by the way i just created a stereo account just so that i could go ahead and comment on here having <laughs> to steal jessica's phone <laughs> <laughs> using hers and her emoji talks then but okay so when we went to malvern uh i was like super super nervous and it was really weird like when we first walked in there it was like this super heavy like i don't know like weird energy it kind of like felt like all of a sudden i weighed like like i don't know like 100 pounds was like on me or something it was really cool. weird and I'd never felt anything like that before. And I've had other weird experiences um, like when I was younger. But as I've gotten older, I've been able to kind of like shut things off and not have things happen. So it really threw me through a loop that like I all of a sudden felt these things. And then like as we walked. 
Kelly, you and Arena need to talk to each other because I think you both <laughs> have that you're both sensitives for sure. Yeah, that that explained a lot in terms of like what I was picking up from her. Um, I I thought that you know I mean I definitely felt her discomfort. Um, but but yeah, I mean I and I felt that in Malvern also. It and uh, it, and it's one of those things where I will feel different pressures and heaviness and stuff. But at the same time, and I don't know if maybe I'm less sensitive. Um, but I haven't had the fear. Now, when I went to leave to use the restroom there and I couldn't find the group and I was going up into that attic by myself and stuff looking for you guys, I was a little bit more apprehensive, most definitely. Um, but I, I don't know if I just processed the heaviness um, differently than other people. I, I don't feel like it's um, an evilness or pushing me back or anything like that. It's just there's there's a little bit of oppression there. And I just, you know, kind of say, and and this is very unusual for me because I, I don't want to bother anyone or um, overstep bounds typically. And I think you know that about me, Diane. And most people mm -hmm. that know me really well know that about me for sure. Um, but I just kind of go, okay, well, you know, I don't mean any disrespect, but I'm, I'm coming through here anyway. And, you know, I'm going to be respectful. I respect you. You respect me. And it is what it is <laughs> because I'm a living person. <laughs> and maybe that's the wrong attitude to have. I don't know, you know, but again, I've yet to have anything um, scary happen and, and not Reminding. anything like negative, not anything negative to the point where I'm like, I'm not going back there. You know, I, I, I refuse to go back in that building and we've gone into some pretty dang haunted locations. <laughs> well, my memory, you know, is not the greatest, but Am I remembering right that Arena would not go with us? There was like a, a darkened hallway at Malvern Manor where there was uh, a person a who had. <laughs> yes, so there was a usually people see a shadow figure down rush. at the end of the hall, and it would rush people. That's right. And Arena would not yeah. go down there, but you, I, and Jessica all went down to this doorway where he usually would start his run from. And I, I, I was definitely nervous. I was apprehensive, but I wasn't, I wouldn't say that I was scared. And mm, before we even started down that hallway, my overall feeling was that's residual, whatever it is. It just, it keeps doing the same thing over and over and over. So I, I don't even know if whatever it was, was intelligent, but that I just, I kind of did not want to see that happen, <laughs> but I didn't feel threatened by it, shall I say. Okay. Yeah, it's funny that you guys said that, like, I wasn't necessarily, like, scared at first, because, like, I, I wasn't. Like, it was, it was more like the initial, like, whoa, was there some sort of figure there? But yeah, I definitely yeah. feel more, like, empathic about everything. But also, it's interesting, because that building... This isn't the first time, and I'm not the only person in the building that has seen things, just because I think it just 
because of what the building is, there's a lot of energy and sometimes a lot of sad, dark energy. And you can definitely mm. pick up that a lot of the times, especially yeah, if you're there late, it definitely, you can feel it a lot more. I mean, that place has got to be alive with all kinds of energy. Just even if you didn't have people who necessarily would be passing away there, just the energy that they're bringing in, because this is an outpatient facility, um, they're going to have a lot of negative emotion coming in there. Yeah. And it sounds like a lot of people involved um, at that facility have passed away, but yeah, it's, it's definitely a lot of emotion. And I think that that, you know, always feeds into things. I, I don't think that that energy necessarily dissipates. Lol. It sounds like. (laughs) Okay. I'm not sure what that was. (laughs) Y'all. Hi, this is Sandra. Um, I left a message for y'all just a minute ago. I'm sorry. I'm new to this and I'm sounding ignorant. So just wanted to say hi and uh, pardon my etiquette. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. No, we just didn't know what to make of it, (laughs) but that's okay. Everybody's learning on this app. Obviously we had some, we had some issues when we first started. (laughs) I got kicked off to talking to some random guy. (laughs) <laughs> you know, Sandra has a southern accent. I thought that they didn't have any issues with etiquette when it comes to the South. Oh, come. <laughs> We're all human. <laughs> so a couple points to touch on. One, when he hid the toilet paper, um, it was the full rolls. Two, it happened during oh. the 90s. That's uh, That was the time that I was a kid. Um, so uh, unfortunately... It, it wasn't during COVID and toilet paper wasn't such a commodity at that point. Um, uh, thirdly, uh, that's the only time that Ralph, or at least what I would assume would be Ralph, uh, would, or got physical. And it seemed odd that he said, bring him back as though he knew that Wyatt wasn't me. Um, and then, uh, lastly, that, that, um, incident was was about a year ago and since then we've had plenty of happy ralph experiences it's the only time um a manifestation and a physical interaction happened well and that's what i was going to ask is if article had other experiences with ralph or his family did after that point because that kind of crossed my mind in terms of you know the the Ralph entity knew that Wyatt was not article and was saying, Hey, bring him back, you know, jump back in. I want to interact with article. I kind of wondered the same thing. I was like, I wonder if he's saying, you know, um, I don't know where article is gone, but you're not him. So bring him back. So rather than thinking that, being a negative experience, it almost sounds like he was being more protective. Yeah, I, I, I would imagine so. I mean, you know, obviously we didn't experience it, but that's where my head went. So the hallway there, um, I remember like was not, the hallway wasn't scaring me as much as it was like I was exhausted 
Like I just felt Ooh. worn out, but I will say the ah, attic part, great. I remember I went up there the one time and then I think you guys went back up there or something. And I was like, I'm not going back up there. The attic is where I definitely felt something, something else, something different. Like the rest of the place felt, um, like, um, like a draining energy, like sad and like oppressive, like Kelly was saying, but the attic was where I felt, um, definitely something different. It was very, very different. And I, for just from like my experience as a kid and the things that I've seen and, and felt I, I'm not into like messing with things too much just because I'm still scared of them. And, uh, <laughs> I, I completely agree with her statement in terms of the energy um, within Malvern. I, I definitely well, had us, a much... Go ahead. Do you want to describe what the attic was like? Is it, There was one corner of it that had all these like liquor bottles and uh, cigarettes and things like that because there was a more negative, I guess you could kind of say, energy up there. A, it a was, guy that was not it was like an off it was like an offering basically yeah um, and people were leaving that kind of energy to whoever right to the energy that was up there and they were hearing a bunch of noises up there i know there was that crawl space where josh <laughs> I, josh right josh, yeah, josh said that he had yeah he had gone back in there to see if there was any kind of like animal excrement or signs of animal activity and things of that nature. And I don't think he said, I think he said that he didn't find anything like that. Um, mm -hmm. I definitely, <laughs> I did not feel comfortable there. I definitely was more anxious. Um, especially so when I went looking for you guys up there, because I was thinking I was calling for you guys and you couldn't hear me. <laughs> and I was thinking, well, maybe, maybe the sound's getting absorbed. So I just need to go up there and see if they're up there. Um, but I didn't stay up there. And um, I, I, it, it yeah, I, I, I see what she's saying. I, I recall that feeling. Um, you know, obviously it, it wanes with time, I guess. Um, I would still go back there. I would not want to spend the night there. But, you know, I there there was a lot of emotional um, distress, I feel like, there. But again, I didn't I didn't feel fearful. I felt anxious. Like, I, I'd, I'd rather not be here, but I didn't feel fearful. Well, I don't know about Jessica, but uh, as I always say, I'm as sensitive as a rock. <laughs> Even though I know Whitney last uh, show was like, well, yeah, you, you kind of do have that kind of rock energy because you're very grounded. But she's like, no, you're sensitive, too. Yeah, I you are. I wouldn't want to spend the night there because it just seems like a dirty place. <laughs> oh, jeez, <laughs> girl, <laughs> I'm from East Texas, and we definitely have issues with etiquette occasionally when it comes to the internet. I just joined this for y'all. Uh, 
because I don't follow anybody else on here, but I love y'all. I just wanted to follow y'all. And I was going to tell y'all on the toilet paper, I said maybe uh, Ralph was stacking up for the future because he knew what was coming. <laughs> See, we <Yeah>. don't know. <laughs> Ghosts can maybe know the future and he saw it coming and he's like, I am not going to be without TP. Well, and maybe he didn't even need it for himself. He was storing it for them. You never know. He could have like but Kelly <laughs> brought it around for them. It, it's fine to put it in the freezer, but don't put it under the dirt or in the chicken coop because I ain't using it after that. <laughs> you know, honey, if we had none, <laughs> you may. You never know. <laughs> we I do remember at the beginning of COVID with the lockdowns and stuff, we were getting to a point of desperation where I might have, yeah, been like, okay, well, if we brush the outer edges off, I could use it. <laughs> well, we were one of those people that didn't go out and and buy a bunch and then it got to the point where you couldn't find it and so there was a little bit of a panic mode where I bought some extra paper napkins and stuff because we just didn't know and worst case scenario we've got washcloths and a high temperature washing machine (laughs) as horrible Mm. as that sounds we are really like running away from that whole shadow figure conversation (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah i don't i think ralph didn't know or he knew it wasn't you and he's like yeah bring him back again no i don't want you you're not who i know kind of thing so it sounds like julie is agreeing that wyatt was like i want article back well no not wyatt ralph ralph wanted article back and he was telling yeah, wyatt to go <clears throat> yes but yeah, I personally think it makes perfect sense why he would say that to his altar. I think it's just fun yeah. to share. I don't necessarily think that it was maybe like anything paranormal, but more of like a trick of the mind just because I was out in my kitchen listening to you guys. But like, I felt like something was like kind of standing behind me and I was alone in the kitchen. And like, I kind of turned back and I literally saw like, a black mass like kind of come from like four feet in front of me and pass right through me pretty quickly. But as soon as it like passed through me, I, I got that kind of feeling where you get like shivers all the way through you. And like, like I was startled, but I felt like almost something like passed through me. It was just this weird kind of feeling. And I kind of felt s- scared, but kind of like anxious all at the same time. I don't know. It was funny. Interesting how stuff like that works. It is, and I feel like you have a bird in the background. <laughs> it sounds I like... I just about as, to ask, is there a bird? As a bird, as a bird person, and I'm I'm sitting here listening to Mia snore, our, our <laughs> middle child dog, <laughs> snoring away, which kind of makes me think it, it's getting close to time. I and mean, we, we can listen to the last few comments and stuff, but I think it's about time to call it because we're both up bright and early tomorrow for work (laughs) and the dogs are completely (laughs) sacked out (laughs) isn't that weird though that um i've always wondered what it's like if somebody has a spirit pass through them i i definitely do i mean i've I've gotten the definite feeling of you know something passing by and typically it's just that weird 
sensation, like that static electric kind of reaction. And sometimes it's kind of cold. Um, but I, I, I've never had anything visually go with that actual physical sensation. So to this day, I still question whether or not this was a dream or sleep paralysis. It happened shortly after I saw Ralph, like the first time where he winked at me. Um, again, I was a kid. Uh, I still can't distinguish whether or not it's a dream. I think about this uh, often. Um, but I specifically remember opening my eyes and there was a woman with a with a bun who was dressed in like old style 1800s clothing um and she had a beautiful face and uh she said something like uh he sees beyond us or something to that nature and i heard someone i couldn't move but i heard someone say leave him and then stepping into my vision was the same figure who i who i identify as ralph and um yeah that's interesting because a lot of a lot of people when they have the sleep paralysis they do have you know the old hag but not a woman with a bun and a beautiful face showing up well and i'm just wondering if perhaps that could be a relative of his from Mm -hmm. you know that that time frame and just letting him know that okay so so ralph is around he sees beyond what we see, you know, he, he might be able to give you information going forward. I don't know, but it, it seemed like there was an acknowledgement there, but I don't know if Ralph really <laughs> wanted that communication to take place. It seems like. Yeah. He basically said, leave him. She said, uh, she said, they had they had this dialogue where i was young so my memory is still kind of meh but but uh like it was it was just this moment where he was like leave him and she said something to the effect of um but something must be done and uh and this man essentially said he is under my protection that that I remember clearly is him saying he is under my protection. And then the next thing I remember, I was waking up in my bed. So I don't don't know what to make of it, honestly. That's interesting. It almost makes you think that uh, this spirit, Ralph, has been with him since he was young. And perhaps, you know, in, in terms of what he goes through in life, it was a, a past relative of the family mm-hmm. that was was kind of trying to oversee things. But then Ralph is like, you know, I've, I've got this. I'm taking care of them. It's okay. Um, and, and Ralph is, you know, watching over article. I totally agree about the TP, man, which that, that chick just said about Ralph hoarding the whole paper. Yeah, I I was thinking the same thing too. Like, oh, I wonder if he did because he knew it was gonna happen, so he was saving them. But then he realized, well, I'm not gonna need him anytime soon, so I'm just gonna leave him wherever the hell I want to. (laughs) (laughs) 
Y'all, like I said, I'm from East Texas, so you wouldn't guess this, but uh, I bought a spray bidet attachment, and it is awesome. Oh. I hate going anywhere that doesn't have one. Um, it helped save us during this pandemic. So, uh, yeah. I suggest it to anybody. 70 bucks on Amazon. <laughs> So for people who are listening that don't know, because you don't listen to our podcast, I clean houses for a living, and I can't tell you how many of my clients ended up getting bidets that they just attached to their actual toilets during that time. I mean, I totally agree it would save us, so maybe we need to look into getting that just, you know, for future, you just never know. You never know. I mean, Ralph might be a uh, guardian angel. Well, what the Catholics would call a guardian angel rather than a uh, spirit. Hat man. Yeah, I, I was I was thinking the same thing. And for anyone that um, has had kids and episiotomies, you know, you get the little spray bottle of water. Bidet is essentially the same thing, and it's all good. <laughs> Sorry, I digress. I, I'm thankful to say I have no idea what that would be like. <laughs> It just cleans you up easy. So there you go. <laughs> you know, I kind of wondered the same thing when I heard article talking about Ralph being with him through this whole time and how he's protective of yep. him. Is that I, yep. I kind of in the back of my mind wondered, I wonder if this is more of a guardian angel kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. I, I feel the same. So I thought I would actually share something paranormal. Um, in the old house we used to live in, which was like built in 71, um, we used to have a lot of weird experiences. Um, the weirdest shadow figure that we had go on was one night I um, woke up and my husband used to like to have the room super dark. We had blackout curtains and it was dark. But I looked up at the ceiling fan and there was this thing crawling across the ceiling that was about the size of a toddler. It looked oh, no. at me. I did not see a face, but I could see a head sort of thing turn. And it scared the dog out of me. I did not go back to sleep. And I closed my eyes one time, and it wasn't there anymore, but it was the strangest thing. And we had so many odd things happen in that house. Um, my oldest kids used to tell me stuff fell off their, their uh, shelves all the time. Let that me just say, <laughs> that house was built in a good year. 1971, <laughs> awesome year. It's going to be 50 this year. It is, as is someone else. And, you know, maybe we'll have something, a toddler crawling across our ceiling. No. <laughs> no. I, that sounds yeah, that, creepy that, as hell. That would be pretty disconcerting, I have to say. I don't want anything crawling across my ceiling, especially not a toddler-looking thing, because that is not a toddler crawling on the ceiling. It's something else. You may you may need the bidet. <laughs> it would have to be right near the bed. We would need a hose for the bed. <laughs> oh, my. I'm sorry, but if I had a spirit pass through me, I'd be, like, trying to find some holy water to chug, just to be on the safe side. Oh, my word. 
tug something. I mean, yeah. in- internal out, I'm sure it probably works as well. I don't know. <laughs> yes, that'd be my conure. He's he's sitting out of his cage. He gets some time out almost all day, but it's almost bedtime for him too. Yeah, you can probably hear him right now. He constantly wants attention and he knows that I'm talking about him. He knows that I'm looking at him and he, he's doing a little dance for us. But yeah, thanks for I, a great show. I'm thinking it's a green cheek, Conyer. Green oh cheek, God, maroon. <laughs> green, tree, green cheek, maroon belly. Um, something along those lines. <laughs> I thought we were doing good guessing that it was a bird in the background. You're even calling out exactly nah. what kind it is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I may be totally wrong, but that's what I think. And then um, this other time, we had a balloon that was in the kitchen of our house, um, cross all the way from the kitchen, all the way down the hallway, into our bedroom in the middle of the night. No idea why it did it, but we felt like it was a very strange thing that we woke up and heard, you know, the balloon bumping against the ceiling there was nothing to draw it the air conditioner was in the hallway but not in our room as far as to draw it down there um and then my husband also woke up one time and he saw a black fluttery thing in front of his face so we don't know what was going on but there was something going on in that house we did not find that anybody had passed away in that house there had been some people who passed away away from that house that had owned it originally but not in the house interesting because that was going to be my first question in terms of where are the ac ducks <laughs> you know because they can mm-hmm. they can blow from quite a distance um yeah but yeah that that's really interesting i always wonder when you have activity going on in a location and you haven't had any deaths there but as we know I don't necessarily think that spirits are locked into it. Well, first of all, we don't know what a spirit is. And I don't know that they're necessarily always locked into a location. So maybe it was just something passing through. Yeah, I def- I definitely think that that's possible also. I was not even talking about episiotomies. Freaking no. I will <laughs> message you in private about where it's like, oh don't even God. go there. Julia, <laughs> sorry to bring up bad memory. <laughs> I just that's, so this you is know. just a theory. Like I said, I'm 30 years old. I've had a lot of time to think about Ralph and all of the. You know, there's so many more stories I could tell you about Ralph that would line up and make sense to certain situations. And this is my all around theory. Because when I had that dream or that sleep paralysis, whatever the hell it was, it didn't. St- I didn't feel a sense of familiarity towards that woman. As a matter of fact, it's it felt like a hierarchy between the two. Like she oh. was like, "Well, something must be done," and he was like, he was like, "Leave him alone." And, and it seemed like she had to listen to him the way that she was acting. And when she said something to the effect of, "He sees beyond us," it makes me wonder if shadow people have an identity. But very few people can see beyond that shroud that they have. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. That's really interesting. Yeah. And talking about a a hierarchy that Ralph seemed to have a upper authority to whoever this woman was, but she also 
was trying to be authoritative, like, you know, something must be done here. Right, right. Like she was, she was checking out the situation, but Ralph was kind of like, you know, I've been here this whole time. I've got it under control. You know, I don't know. I mean, that's really interesting. And of course, we're not even talking about something that would be very personal for article, but for somebody to end up with DOD, you know, there's, there has to be something going on in his life that was pretty traumatic, I would assume, for him to have developed this. And so I'm wondering if that's why we have these, um, whatever you want to call them, whatever they are or were, attaching themselves to him in that, that way, because there is this psychological thing that is happening to him that they're trying to help him with or be protective of or something. And maybe it was because there was an outside trauma. Yeah, could be. I mean, it definitely sounds like Ralph has that protective quality around him. Ultimately, I'm happy to have Ralph in my life. Um, and I'm happy that he's still around. I'm happy that he still plays pranks. He absolutely loves dogs, by the way. Um, I've always had a dog in my life. And whenever he's around, I know because he always pets my dogs. My dogs will start <laughs> ferociously wagging their tail. And then they'll just sit and look up like they're looking up at me when, you know, I'm looking at them. And the fur on the back of their uh, head and neck will furl like somebody is running their hand down their neck. Um, I love they her. absolutely love Ralph. That is so uh-huh. great because we know that animals can see on a different level. And so that is great. Yeah, I love that. With all of this talking about a spirit passing through us, the only thing I can think of is the line from Ghostbusters. He slimed me. (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll take a hard pass on that kind of communication if I can avoid it. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to get slimed. Did y'all ever um, download that ghost hunting app and play with it? I'm thinking maybe one time y'all said something about it. Well, um, I was going to share with y'all. Thank goodness we don't live in that house anymore. (laughs) But um, when it was first popular, I did download that app. And um, I used it one time. (laughs) And I creeped myself out because um, it, it showed to be behind me whatever entity it was. And it said on there, of course, this is the crazy ghost hunting app. But it said it was thousands of years old and its mood was angry. I took that off my phone pretty quickly and did not want to use that again. Um, So I actually have wondered because like um, we're in an area where there were a lot of Native Americans and I've wondered if it could even be um, some vengeful spirits in that way, because there have been a lot of remains of Caddo Indians found in our area. Well, here's the thing we, we always advise and, I I think most people that really get real serious about investigating, you don't want to investigate where you live. You can do things to protect your environment. You know, when you're experiencing things that you feel are paranormal, but overall, I feel like when you open that up, you may be inviting things 
that you don't necessarily want, especially if you've already had some experiences where you weren't real, real <laughs> thrilled with the results. Um, it, it, I think it's just a good idea to not investigate where you live unless you're, you're really open to being really bold in regards to claiming your space. And you're, you're going to say, okay, I'm not threatened by you. Um, I understand. I respect you, but this is my space. So it, it takes, I think, from, from what I've seen, um, what I've read, what I've heard about, you have to be extremely bold in, in your faith and, and your experience to just claim it for yourself. You know, this is my house now. You need to stop. Um, but overall, I think if you intentionally investigate your own, your own personal space, that can, that can open it up to more. I'm trying to remember what the name of the ghost hunting app was. I know when we first were talking about it in the uh, History Ghost Bump Spooktacular crew over on Facebook that I had put it on my phone. And then I think I took it off because we hadn't gone anywhere for a while. So I was like, oh, it's cluttering my phone. So I'd never yeah, used I, I, it. I don't remember the the specific name. It was um, It was one that the guys that we really respected at the Haunted America conference in Alton... Illinois. Well, I have I have Ghost Radar. I have Ghost Radar on my phone, and I still have there, that on. But it seems like there was something else we talked about that was more like a spirit uh, box. Yeah, there was another one I think too. But yeah, I'm the same way. It's like, well, too much stuff on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a, a good point. History. Um, uh, DID stems from childhood trauma. Uh, between the ages of seven and nine, like there's no other, there's no other time that you can develop the idea ex- except between those ages, um, and it has to be a highly traumatic experience. Some people with DID will remember um, what that traumatic experience was. In my case, I do not. Um, what DID is is it's your brain's way of protecting you from that trauma, so it'll develop yeah. a new person to hold that trauma for you. Um, and it creates an amnesic barrier between you, you and that memory. Um, so my life is full of little amnesic barriers and blips, especially from my childhood that I just simply don't remember. So yeah, that comes into play a lot um, in the whole grand scheme of things. Yeah, and yeah, I, I mean, I, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's almost a blessing for people who uh, develop something like that because you probably don't want to remember whatever caused that kind of trauma, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I would I, I would go back and forth with it because, you know, I, I would want to know, but at the same time, you probably don't want to know. So, mm-hmm. and it sounds like Ralph is is doing his job in terms of protecting you. That's why me and my boyfriend won't do any investigating at his place. I don't know if you guys saw that video that I tagged you guys in the comments of, of his cat. That's I was just going to say of the, the cat. only thing, weird thing that's happened there where he thinks maybe there's something going on. You know, I've heard voices there, like kids saying mommy or something like that. And his daughter's fast asleep. <clears throat> Excuse me, smoker's cough. But, yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, that, that's why we haven't investigated because that's where he lives and he has a daughter and she's seen like this guy in a T in her TV. So now she won't sleep unless there's a towel over her TV. Oh, wow. I think you need to move. <laughs> yeah. Our boyfriend needs to move. Um, yeah. I, I just think overall, it's probably not the best thing. Oh, dogs are getting cranky. It's bedtime. <laughs> They're fussing at each other. <laughs> I, uh, I was just going to say, yeah, it's probably a best idea, best practice not to investigate where you live. No, because, the, and the thing is, you just don't want to, if you don't have anything in there, you might end up inviting something in that you don't want there. Exactly. We have called the Ghost Paranormal Science Toolkit by Jettasoft. Ghost Paranormal Science Toolkit. I've written that down. We'll have to check that one out. All right, let's take this last message and then call it a night. Call it. <laughs> Kelly's falling asleep. <laughs> I'm like, we're up an hour past her bedtime. <laughs> um, I wanted to say thank y'all to y'all for hosting this. Um, this Aww. is the first time I've got to join you. Um, I listen to y'all all the time, but normally I'm teacher tired on Thursdays and I've got to get to bed. So um, again, I appreciate it. Love y'all. Y'all have a good night. Thank you. Well, Thank it sounds like we're all being teachers. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Yeah, I just want to end really quick with protection from shadow figures. Say protective prayers to whatever God or whatever you happen to believe in or angels. Meditations every day to develop your spiritual power. Learn psychic defense to protect from evil spirits. Clean your house to remove negative energies. Crystals, like we mentioned, the black tourmaline to help protect against negativeness. Yes. And if the situation gets worse, seek some kind of psychic helps or shamans to help you deal with those problems. And don't mess with occult practices and Ouija boards and things like that that might end up bringing stuff into your home. And sometimes if you sprinkle some sea salt around your bed or the corners of the room or your house, house this yeah. will ward off evil as well. Absolutely. All great advice. All right. Well, you guys take care. We will be back on on Saturday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern time. We're going to talk about what is a ghost. And please check out the History Ghost Bump podcast. You can find it anywhere where you listen to podcasts. We also have a website at historyghostbump.com. And join us on the Facebook page, Spooktacular Crew, if you want to join in with our podcast group. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.